You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome to the Braves postcast. Grant McCauley with you after what was a big night for the slugging Braves, a 10-3 victory over the Kansas City Royals to open up a three-game series and open up an important road trip for Atlanta. It stops first in Kansas City. Then they're going to see the San Diego Padres again before coming on home to deal with the Houston Astros. But we got a lot of baseball to talk about before all of those things are happening. And as it happens, we've got some pretty good baseball to talk about from this Friday night up in Kansas City. Game number 14 for the Braves to improve their, themselves to 10-4 and four on the year. 10 runs on 11 hits, two errors, four men left aboard for Atlanta. For the Royals, they are now 4-10, and 10, three runs on seven hits, no errors, and seven men left on base for the Kansas City Club. Winners, Charlie Morton in this one, six innings, a quality start, though he did have to kind of grind through it at times. Brady Singer got blasted by the Atlanta Braves bats in this one. I believe seven earned runs before it was over. He did pile up a whole bunch of strikeouts, but the Braves, their bats went to work early and often scoring all the runs that Charlie Morton would need to pick up the win. Charlie's now 2-1. and one. Brady Singer now 1-1 one and one on the year. No save in a game that lasted 2 hours and 22 minutes. Crowd of 20,186 were on hand to see it at Kauffman Stadium. Um, as we talk about each and every night here on the Braves postcast, which, by the way, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta. Click the bell, get notified every time we drop a new episode, and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves as well. But as you know, we talk about this just about each and every night. What does the starting pitcher give you? And of late, Braves starting pitchers, they've been having a little bit of a difficulty getting beyond that fifth inning. In some cases, they're not getting to the fifth inning. And that was a trend that I think, given the off day that you had on Thursday, you very much wanted to start out this road trip with at least six innings. Charlie Morton did kind of pitch into and out of some trouble. There was a little bit of shaky defense, some of it at shortstop from Von Grissom that we'll talk about. Some of it from Charlie himself covering first base on a throw from Vaughn Grissom. But be that as it may, the Braves had scored so many runs that this was one of those nights where, even though it wasn't the prettiest at all times, I think that Charlie, it was different than him grinding through starts that he has in the past. He was really able to kind of settle in as his start went along, and hopefully he's going to start to find himself and get his legs under him, pitch a little bit deeper in games as he has in each and every start, and find his way back to being the Charlie Morton that we're accustomed to seeing. In this game, six innings, three runs, only two of them earned, uh, four, excuse me, six hits and two walks and five strikeouts for Charlie. No home runs. I think you can go ahead and circle that one pretty big. A couple of loud outs against him, but nothing that kind of had you alarmed at the rate that the home run balls were flying against Charlie in 2022. That's not been the case in the early returns here in 2023. So if nothing else, being able to keep the ball in the park the way that he had prior to 2022 when he allowed a career-high 28 home runs, that, I think, is a good sign from Charlie Morton. Uh, 89 pitches, 56 strikes to get through the six innings and pick up that win. Braves' bullpen took care of the rest. But if there was something to talk about in this game, it was most certainly the Braves' offense. And I'm going to talk all about some of the key performances and a milestone home run in this game in just a moment. But first, I've got to tell you about game time because buying tickets to your favorite sporting events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. So you got a lot of different things to choose from. With deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you're going to have. Download that Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but download Game Time today. Last-minute deals and the lowest price, and it is guaranteed. 
The Braves, meanwhile, were able to, I wouldn't say guarantee a whole bunch of, of runs were going to be scored on this night. But the way the first inning started, you had to feel pretty good about it. Ronald Acuna Jr. promptly gets himself on base, comes around to score in a two-run homer by Matt Olson. Olson's got five home runs on the season, and he is leading the Braves in that department. And Austin Riley with a home run to go back-to-back and his 100th career home run. Austin Riley really making his way as far as uh, being a Braves third baseman where the lineage goes back to Eddie Matthews, Chipper Jones, Bob Horner. We were tweeting about this some earlier in the night. You know, Austin Riley got there faster than Chipper Jones, and only Matthews and Horner got to 100 home runs faster or in fewer at-bats than did Austin Riley among some of the Braves' big third basemen in franchise history. So a very impressive accolade for Austin Riley, who continues to slug. It was Those were two of the five home runs on the night for the Braves. You had the back-to-back for Olsen and Riley in the first inning. How about Sam Hilliard? If you had Sam Hilliard hitting the longest home run of the night for the Braves, I would very much like to hear all about it and shake your hand, perhaps, because 448 feet. You talk about making his first home run in a Braves uniform memorable. I would say that Sam Hilliard checked that box. Sean Murphy with a deep blast to center field. His second home run as a member of the Braves. And then Ronald Acuna Jr. just had to go ahead and cap it with a great night for himself uh, with a big home run, his third of the season. You know I keep the, the Ronald Acuna 40-40 tracker going over on Twitter at Grant McCauley. Finally able to add a home run onto that tally, his third of the season. If you're curious, he is on pace right now for 35 home runs and nearly 70 stolen bases. I believe 68 is the tally as far as what the on pace is through 14 games for Ronald Acuna Jr. But we wanted to start seeing some home runs. You wanted to see that launch angle. You wanted to see Ronald just doing the things that we were accustomed to seeing before 2022 when he really just seemed to battle at the plate a lot. And we didn't see home runs at the rate that we were accustomed to. I think as the weather heats up, Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to heat up. And the fact that he's already batting 390 this year, getting on base at a 470 clip and leading the National League in runs scored, that should be pretty scary because we may not have seen the best of this kid yet as he moves through this 2023 season. Acuna on this night, three for five, the home run, couple of runs batted in, three runs scored, batting again, 390 on the season, 463 the on-base percentage. So I might have given him a couple of points, but when you're on base that much, you're going to score a lot of runs. Ronald is leading the NL and has a chance, if he keeps scoring at this rate, to obliterate the Braves' modern-day run-scored record, which was 131 by Dale Murphy back in 1983. We'll see if, in fact, uh, that's something Ronald's able to do. Uh, By the end of the night, Matt Olson and Sean Murphy each had two hits and a home run. Murphy uh, drove in three runs. Olson with a couple of runs knocked in on his two-run homer in the first inning, but five RBI between the former Oakland A's teammates turned Braves teammates. And Sam Hilliard, one for two, couple of walks, two runs scored, had that solo home run again, his first in a Braves uniform. Uh, Before this game started, of course, we had some news as the Braves decided to bring up Vaughn Grissom. That actually happened on Thursday. As you know, Orlando Arcia hit in the wrist by a pitch uh, from Hunter Green in the game on Wednesday. Micro fracture in the left wrist. Not really clear exactly how long this is going to take. The Braves are going to evaluate him again in a couple of weeks and see if there has been some improvement there. But for the short term, at least for a couple of weeks, it looks like Vaughn Grissom is going to get his opportunity to play shortstop every day for the Atlanta Braves after starting the year in AAA, somewhat surprisingly at the time. But as we know, with the value of hindsight, Orlando Arcia not only has done well in this job, he has excelled and I think blown away any expectation, realistic or otherwise, that you had for what the Braves were going to get out of shortstop this year. Arcia had been more than up to the task, but now he joins a list of walking wounded for the Braves over the first couple of weeks, and he's not going to be available for a little while. 
And Von Grissom, when I talked to him down in Gwinnett, he had the confidence, I think, to go out and play his game and knew that he was going to get an opportunity. I just don't know that anybody could have thought and would have thought that it was going to happen this fast. But yet, here we are. And Von Grissom is back in the big leagues after just 10 games in AAA. He did have, I think, some challenges in the field. There was a throw that he double-clutched. There was a relay on a double play that went into the dugout on the first base side. But really, I think if you ask Charlie Morton, and he did end up getting the error, that's a play that should have been made. Vaughn did have a fielding error after that, but a diving play a couple of innings later where he was able to save Charlie Morton a couple of runs in that frame, or actually in the frame, I believe, where he committed the error, Vaughn was finally able to, I think, kind of get that defensive highlight that maybe could just let him relax. Because there's no way around the fact that Vaughn has heard a lot of the criticism that, yeah, this guy's going to hit, but is he going to field? And is he going to field enough to stay at shortstop? There's a point of pride there, and I think he's going to want to make all those plays. So it's probably difficult to separate yourself from that, even as you go out on the field, because you want to make every play, and it's just not going to work out that way all the time. And as we know in baseball, and we talked about this a lot throughout the game as well, the ball will find you if you are struggling and if you are being challenged. Sometimes those tests will come uh, in threes or fours, as the case may be. But for Von Grissom, I think, He's got this one under his belt. Maybe he can just go home, relax, get back to the ballpark, and do it all over again tomorrow. He did have an RBI double in his first at-bat back in Atlanta, so picked up his first run knocked in of the year, first base hit, in his very first at-bat with the Braves. So congrats to Vaughn for getting back to the big leagues. The Braves are going to need him to step up in a big-time way because Orlando Arcia is leaving some pretty big shoes to fill with how well he has played at shortstop for this club. Uh, the Braves on this night, as far as offensively, uh, they scored a season-high 10 runs with a season-high five home runs as well. Again, the big homer, I think, the 100th in the career of Austin Riley, so congratulations to him. But the Braves' offense was really able to jump out to a big-time lead for Charlie Morton and help the Braves take the opener of this three-game series. Atlanta improving to 10-4, and four, best record in the National League, still holding on to first place in the NL East, and a four-game winning streak now after sweeping away the Reds at Truist Park before going out on the road. So, this was everything you needed to see, I think, as far as a road trip was concerned, as far as the start of this road trip is concerned. You need to go into Kansas City, beat up on a Royals team that has been down on its luck, not just in 2023, but been down for a while. And the Braves certainly jumped all over them and were able to ride some early offense to a big-time win in the opener of this series. We'll talk a little bit about Game 2, which is going to see Bryce Elder on the mound. But before we do, I have to ask you if you've tried Pro Baseball GM yet. If you download Pro Baseball GM today, it'll let you manage every aspect of a franchise. You'll play through the season, lead that franchise and fans to glory as you build what you hope will be a historic dynasty. You got to hire the right coaches and staff. You got to manage your team's finances, scout and draft players, deal with free agency, difficult personalities, injuries, all the stuff that Alex Anthopoulos and other baseball GMs, or really sports GMs, are having to deal with. Those are all the things that are baked into this game. You got to try to make those right moves and handle the ups and the downs of the season. Locked On Braves postcast listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise using the promo code Locked On in the game store. Go to probaseballgm.com, scan that code, or find it in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate baseball GM. Go ahead, start your dynasty today. Now, the Braves are going to be starting out game two of this series on Saturday afternoon at Kauffman Stadium. It's going to be right-hander Bryce Elder on the mound looking for a second win of the season. He is unscored upon in 12 and a third innings thus far since coming up from AAA Gwinnett. He's going to match up with the left-hander Chris Bubik, who is 0-1 for the Royals, but a 164 ERA in the early going. The Braves seeing yet another left-handed starter. It'll be interesting to see what the lineup is going to look like. As we saw in the opener of this series, even after the off day, there was no Marcelo Zuna in the lineup. He has struggled against lefties as well. 
Will he be back in there in game two? Sam Hilliard seems to be riding it out for the most part in center field, more nights than not. That's a lefty bat that you know, might or might not start against lefty starters. So we'll see how it all uh, plays out. But I can tell you this, Sam Hilliard has played well enough that when Michael Harris is second, makes his way back to the Braves. I think that Sam Hilliard might have played his way into more at-bats as the season wears on in the early going. But as far as starting pitching matchups, Bryce Elder going to be looking to stay perfect on the young season as he guns for win number two against Bubik, who's looking for his first win of the year for Kansas City. Game two happening on Saturday afternoon, 4.10 p.m. Eastern time, is that first pitch at Kauffman Stadium. Well, that'll wrap things up here on the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Make sure you hit the bell to get notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Uh, for Jake Mastroianni, who couldn't make it in tonight, we're going to have him back as soon as possible. I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, the Braves with a 10-3 win over the Kansas City Royals in the opener of a three-game series. That's four in a row for the Braves, who look to keep that streak going on Saturday behind Bryce Elder. That's it for the Braves postcast on this night. We will catch you after game two. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 